0: Everyone, welcome to another episode of the Boss Print Podcast, and I am your host Agnes Pagan, and I'm super excited about today's show because I am talking about how to make that whole transition from your nine to five, so your side hustler life to full time entrepreneurship, and. I'm just super excited to just share kind of my experience, my bumps and bruises, because Lord knows I've had plenty of them, and just some tips and tricks that I hope that you guys can take from my mistakes and use them along in your journey, Um, and I get this question like all the time, especially since I have the privilege of working with such amazing women in business who you know have started their side hustles and are really trying to make the transition and i get asked all the time you know when is the right time and the truth is there is no perfect answer and there is no perfect formula yes there are some things you should definitely have in place however everybody's situation is different. Everybody's life is different. So what works for one person may not work for you. So you have to find what works for you. However, there are some things you wanna do, right? So I get asked all the time also, like when did you decide to do it? And I'll tell you like when I first decided to be an entrepreneur from the beginning, I knew I wanted to do it full time. I just didn't know when would be the perfect time, right? Or at least I thought the perfect time. So it was really just a matter of, okay, Agnes, when will things kind of shape up in a way where it's safer for you to take the leap, right? So I'll tell you though, I have my biz bestie, right? So her and I went to, I think we went to lunch or brunch or something, right? And her and I were having a conversation very similar to this and just really talking about why, you know, the full-time entrepreneurship life really isn't for everyone. And at the time, she had already taken her leap, I think maybe like six months before. And she was talking about her journey and all the challenges that she had um, experienced and so on and so forth. And she kept asking me, like, Agnes, like, what's up? Like, when are you going to do this? Like, I know it's one of your goals. I know it's something you're working towards. So what's the date? And I'm like, what? Girl, no, I'm not ready. And the truth is, in my head, I had this this number, this magic, we'll call it the freedom number. So it was like, okay, Agnes, you need to hit this amount of money before you can safely take this jump, right? Because you have responsibilities and blah, 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 right? The list goes on. And she said something to me that I don't even think she even realizes how much it affected me in that moment or how much it impacted me is a better word. But she said, Agnes, you cannot expect to keep living comfortably. A new level will always require a different level of sacrifice. And you know this. And y'all, when I tell you, the level of side eye I gave her, because I knew she was telling the truth, like, I knew she was telling the honest to God truth, and she was right, and I, it's always something that I talk about, or it's always something I'm telling clients, it's always something, you know, it's like one of my go-to phrases, new level, new sacrifice, right, or I can show you the type of sacrifice somebody did based on a level of success they have, and blah, blah, like, I'm... I am queen of saying that. But for whatever reason, I was really, really having a hard time with making this type of sacrifice, right? Because I was very comfortable in my lifestyle where I had a nice paying nine to five, um, making decent money, you know, got all my benefits, can take my time off and all this cute stuff. And on top of that, I had my business. So it was like, whew. God is good. Income is stra you know, I'm I'm living alright, right? But I knew before she even made this statement, I had been feeling this pull like, no Agnes, it's time and you know it, but you keep fighting it. But for whatever reason, I was struggling, and that reason is really fear. But we'll we'll come back to that. So let me backtrack a little bit. And I just want to tell you guys kind of where I was at before this moment. So As I mentioned, I knew from the beginning I wanted to be a full-time entrepreneur. So I had already been kind of mapping my exit strategy and really my exit strategy was already in motion. So as many of you know, I started my virtual or online coaching practice when I was in um, the DMV and then transitioned to Atlanta. And when I transitioned to Atlanta, I actually opened um, my office here and so when I opened my office in Atlanta it was like that moment I knew all right tighten up so you got this office which means I inquired additional overhead cost right so I knew okay you need to one make more money and two it's time for you to make the move like full-time move so how are you going to do it so I took up my exit strategy a notch right so um during that time I was still working full time when I opened my office in Atlanta. And um what I did was I created this really, really strict time management schedule, which I still am very strict with my time, but this was like a whole nother level. It was like boot camp on a thousand. So literally I would get up in the mornings, go through my regular routine. Um, I literally scheduled lunchtime at my nine to five (laughs) to handle business, my business. So that meant during lunchtime, I was taking um, business calls. I was pitching deals. I was in my car with my laptop finishing up client projects. I was doing whatever necessary to get it done, right? Because the biggest challenge when you're working as a full-time Um, when you're working as a full-time nine-to-five person and you're working on your business is time. Like time is all you got, right? And when you're giving someone 40 hours a week, plus trying to give your business basically the same amount of energy, it, it can be exhausting. So I had to be really strict with my time in order to make sure I was getting everything I needed to get done, done, right? So after work, during my commute, you know, I'm taking calls, I was, you know, whatever necessary. If that meant I needed to pull over to a TJ Maxx Walmart parking lot to take my client call, guess what, that's what I was doing. So you just had to do whatever was necessary in order to get where I needed to be. Because like I said, I had a revenue goal, right? So in the midst of all of this, the the reality was I was becoming really busy from a business perspective, my business, and it was becoming a lot. It was like, okay, now I'm getting so busy in my business that it's hard for me to really focus in my nine to five. Like I'm taking extra 15 minute breaks because I have calls coming in and I don't want to miss it. Right or I have clients reaching out to me because they need projects or they have questions. So it was a lot of juggling, right? But it was a necessary one. So at that time I was like, okay, what can we do to, to adjust this? Because the truth of the matter was because I am a coach at that time, all I was doing was coaching. So I didn't have, you know, digital products or anything like that at the time, but, Because of that, it was also limiting the amount of revenue I could pull in because I could only work with people for a certain amount of time. So at that time, I said, "Okay, Agnes. People need different things. What is it that they're actually needing collectively that you can provide in some type of product? Right. So. At that time, I said, okay, let me do some market research. So I reached out to previous clients. I started doing polls on social media, really trying to figure out what is it that people need that I can do to, one, give myself some extra time, right? Because if I have a digital product, that means you as a client can still get what you need from me without me necessarily having to be present. And it will help me generate more income for my business. So at that time, I created more um, I created my first e-course, right? And then from there, I started adding other digital products to try to diversify my product stream so that I could bring in more money, right? Which was all in all contributing to me and my exit strategy. It was like, okay, if I make more money in my business, I serve more people, then I can reduce my time here at my nine to five and start moving on out. So that actually started working. And I was like, woo! thank you, Lord. We're getting somewhere now, like it's really shifting. So at the same time, life was my personal life was getting a little bit hectic and requiring for me to take a lot of time off um, with different family challenges and so on. So I took this as an opportunity to say, you know what, maybe I should transition into a part time role at my job. Let me see if it's even an option. So y'all the lord was on my side because i requested to transition to part time and they actually approved it jesus i was i if you guys only knew how excited i was at that moment like some people would be like what you excited about going part time yes i was because to me, it was confirmation that I was moving in the right direction because they could have easily just been like, uh, no, we're not doing that. So it worked out, thankfully. So now with transitioning to part-time and having additional products, I was able to make more money with less time. And I freed up a lot of my time going to part-time. So that meant Oh my gosh, I could spend more time at the office that I'm paying for. So, I was able to start seeing more clients. Um, I was able to start pitching more, you know, I had a more time to do the things that I was trying to do during lunch breaks, right? So, that was very, very, very refreshing and it really gave me the opportunity to start making the transition to what my life will look like after leaving a nine-to-five because when you're working a nine-to-five the lifestyle and the mindset (laughs) when i tell y'all it is so different when you can't go to work anymore you know when you go to your nine-to-five you could use a little 10-15 minutes to search on google and do what you want and take a little you know mini break you cannot do that when you work for yourself or you can, but you gonna you will feel it, right? You're going to feel it in your business in some kind of way because that just means you're taking time away from doing the things you need to do. Um, and that's how it works when you're a solopreneur and you're just getting started, right? Especially if you're a service-based industry person. But that's another story for another day. I'll save that one. Um, so basically, I went from, just a quick recap, I went from a... Full-time, nine-to-five person, um, reduced my hours and went to a part-time person, added more products to my business to generate more income and time so that I could work with more clients, right? So that's how I was able to start making that transition from a financial perspective, right? And all in all, in my mind, I was like, oh, yes, perfect. Things are moving accordingly, So I started thinking, all right, I can start making the transition. I can do this. I can do this. I'm one step closer to being a full-time entrepreneur. Then, like I was telling you guys earlier, around this time, I meet with my biz bestie. And then she snatches all my edges and basically says, why do you keep thinking like you can do this comfortably? Because that's literally what I was doing. Because in my mind you know, I had come from, you know, when you're first starting in your career from a nine to five perspective, you literally start kind of like, you know, the intern, well, not necessarily, but you start kind of from the bottom in some situations and work your way up. And that was my, my situation. I started from the bottom in my career, um, barely making $30,000 a year, to transitioning up into positions where I was able to generate six figures. So to go from the bottom to, I guess, what would be considered like the top of my career, it was like, I'm not, I'm not ready to go back to like, "Hmm, I guess I got to eat spaghetti every day. (laughs) Like I wasn't ready. In my mind, I wasn't ready. And that, and I say that to say, that this is my story and my situation, so don't think that that will necessarily be yours. But I think people have this perception that just because you're a full time entrepreneur, that you made the transition, that life is gravy and that you're eating filet mignon, and it's not like that for all of us. No, no, no. And I'll tell you myself, that was not my situation, I didn't make the leap into entrepreneurship and all of a sudden arrive and literally lived laptop life on the beach no i'm mm -mm, that wasn't it (laughs) no it took a different level of sacrifice from me to make the transition um even with all the planning i did because i planned i'll tell y'all i planned i'm talking about years of planning and execution right So, but I thank God that I did because if I had not planned, oh my gosh, this would have really been that it would have been really nasty. However, back to the story so my biz bestie basically snatched my edges and said, You know, it's time for you to do it, and you know it. And it was true. The truth of the matter was, I was swamped where my business was in a space where it was, um, I guess you could say, busy enough or. I had enough work to do where it was starting to impact my nine to five and it was hard to kind of start balancing the two, which is a good sign for me, but it was also a scary space to be in because that meant that all the things that I had been working on or that I had put so much time and energy to were finally coming into fruition and to see your dream, the thing that you've been working on. So for me, it was what, two thousand. 14, 15, 2015, where I actually officially on paper was a real business owner to then where it's like, wow, years, it took years for me to get to that point, but to see it all come, it's like, wow, this is really happening, was a little hard to take in, right? But it just was for me at least. And so after that conversation with her, I was like, you know what? She's right. And it's time. And I've done everything in my power to prepare for this moment. So I'm going to do it. So I made a decision. I picked a date. And I said, all right, on that date, I'm I'm going to take this leap. But I didn't announce it. I didn't tell you know everybody I didn't announce it on social media I didn't put out some press release like "Woo, Agnes is a full-time entrepreneur I didn't do any of that and I didn't feel the need to because to me the reality was everything was still so uncertain it was like yeah I'm going to take this leap but I don't know if this is a permanent I don't I don't know if I'm going to take this leap and this is the official I'm never going back to corporate America life I don't know that and to this day I don't and I don't knock that that could happen and if it does that's okay you know at least I was bold enough to take that step right and I'm okay with that so What ends up happening, I put in my notice. My nine to five was like, are you kidding me? They couldn't believe it. Only because it wasn't like I was slacking as an employee in that workspace. I was still doing my job. I was still showing up and doing everything I was supposed to do. But it was time, right? So I eased out of my nine to five and made the Full time leap into entrepreneurship, and I'll be completely honest with you guys. I went into a complete shock. I didn't know what to do. You would think that after all of that planning and preparation, that I would have been in a better space, but I was in utter shock because it was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, I have all this time. For somebody who had gotten so accustomed to being in the hustle and bustle of life, you know, from I get up some days at five o'clock, um, you know, hustling, listening to podcasts, reading a book, you know, riding to work, sitting in a commute, you know, hustling at my nine to five, squeezing in meetings in between lunch, um, riding home, trying to do this. Like my life had become so busy that. When I made the transition into full-time entrepreneurship, it was quiet. It was like, what this isn't this is not how full-time entrepreneurship is supposed to feel. I should feel a lot more busy <laughs> like and it's funny. I could laugh about it now, but I was like this is something is wrong. this is not normal, but thank goodness for my my crew and my biz besties because they were like no Agnes like it's supposed to be like that you worked to get to that point duh but for me it was very uncomfortable um and I think that's one thing that people do not talk about that when you make this transition from um Being in the nine to five world and you almost become a little bit robotic and accustomed to constantly doing busy work because you're working for somebody else that when you transition to, you know, full time entrepreneurship and you're literally doing work that is only meant to produce um, fruits for your business, it can be a big shift. It can be hard to take in. Right. But for me, it was like a complete shock. I didn't know what to do so much so that it was producing a lot of anxiety for me where I didn't know, you know, I felt like I needed to find busy work. So I was trying to fill up my calendar with business meetings or trying to meet up with different entrepreneurs to kind of see like, you know, what did you do girl? How did you manage this? Or how can we partner? I was just literally Trying to recreate the nine to five life in my business, and I didn't even realize it. It had become so habitual for me that I didn't know how to pull away from it or break it until that same biz bestie said, Agnes, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And she was right. Again, she said, no, 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 no. That is not how you do this. And she was right. Again, I hadn't even realized that that's what I was doing until she brought it to my attention. And now I wish like I had done a little bit more to prepare for that. Right. So that brings me to kind of the three things that I wish I had done differently before taking the leap, because a lot happened when I made that transition. One, my lifestyle, um, my routine changed a lot. It shifted completely. And then on top of that, my business changed. Would you believe me if I told you that my pipeline slowed down, that after being so busy, that when I took the leap into full-time entrepreneurship, my clients started to slowly trickle down. Yeah, that happened. So imagine, imagine what it feels like, right? But the truth is that happens in business. I just had never experienced it as a full-time entrepreneur. So what are the three things I wish I had done differently? And for me, it was honestly hard to break it down to three, but I wanted to, Put it in something that's real palatable that you guys can actually apply and start thinking about now if you are still at your side hustle. So the first thing that I wish I would have done, one, I would have invested some of that nine to five money or my business money into running full time advertisement, like consistently. So I had done advertising here and there, you know, a Facebook here uh, you know Instagram here or Google click here so here and there but it wasn't consistent right and I believe deep down that if I had been doing that or gotten the habit of doing it earlier on then when it came to my business it would not have slowed the way it did right and so the issue was or what I realized now in hindsight is that because I was working a nine to five, some of the stuff that happened in my business were in my blind spot, because I was making money in my nine to five life. And in business, even if it wasn't, you know, astronomical numbers, I was still making money. So I wasn't paying that much attention to it as I should have. So, or I wasn't paying attention Even with my sales and marketing brain, I wasn't paying attention to my lead generation as much as I should have, right? So I say that to say if I would have been running more advertisements consistently, then my pipeline or my leads would not have slowed down as much, right? So... If there's one thing I would have done differently, I would have done that. And I would have done it consistently so that when I took the leap, it would have been like a no-brainer. I never would have thought twice about it. Instead of the knee-jerk reaction, it's like, oh, I got to start running ads now. If I would have been doing it from the jump, mm, that would have been a different conversation, right? So that's one thing. Um, The second thing I would have done, so because I have an actual office, right? I have different overhead than some um, people. Some service-based industries and some product-based industries are primarily online, you know, so they have their websites, they offer their services and products there. I do both. I offer things virtually as well as almost like a brick and mortar style where you can come to an actual establishment to see me. And, you know, we can talk, meet, all of that fun stuff, right? So because of that, my overhead expenses can be a little bit higher than some entrepreneurs who are just getting started in this era. So one thing I would have done differently is I would have partnered with perhaps another Um, coach who might be in a similar situation and we could have shared the office space because the truth is I'm not there every single day. I don't have a need to be because I have a hybrid business model. So that's one thing I would have definitely done differently to cut my overhead cost. That would have saved me some money. Um, And so that's one thing that I think I would say to business owners you know, who are considering taking the leap into full-time entrepreneurship, when it comes to your operational cost, right? All of the expenses that you have in order to run your business, what can you reduce before you take the leap? Or what can you adjust? So if that means, you know, changing softwares to save $20 or whatever it is where you can still operate efficiently, Um, but save yourself some money. I would definitely recommend that. Um, Then the third thing, which to me I think would have been one of the best things I could have done. I would have taken the time to start implementing what I call your CEO routine earlier because that shock that you have when you transition from nine to five, To full time entrepreneurship can literally take you out. You know, it's a hard leap, it's a big transition. And so, what I would have done differently is started incorporating that into my life sooner, right? So, I had started when I made the transition to part time. So, you would have thought it would have been a little bit easier, but it was still difficult. So, for anybody who's working a side, you know, still a side hustler, so to speak and looking to make the jump, I would definitely recommend, you know, when you take those off days, you know, maybe you have taking me days sometimes, and you're working from home to work on your business, run it, run your day just as you would if you were working your, your business. So if that means you get up at a certain time and go to the gym, or, you know, have breakfast, or have a meeting with whoever, whatever your nine of your ceo life looks like for you in your head i would practice it sooner like start incorporating it into your life the pieces of it that you envision for yourself in the future start doing it now so that when you make the transition it it doesn't seem uncomfortable or odd because it's already a part of your lifestyle right so i would definitely recommend that because there's a lot of full-time entrepreneurs who are depressed literally and they won't talk about it um they won't talk about that entrepreneurship depression because it's a it's not an easy conversation to have but your routine has a lot to do with that you, if you think about it there are a lot of entrepreneurs out here who are working virtual businesses so they're at home all day you know some may have kids that they're spending time with, but they're getting little interaction with people. They're glued to their computers. So, you know, if they're not working, they're not making money. So there's a lot that comes with that from an emotional perspective that people don't talk about. So if you start incorporating different things into your routine earlier, you reduce the possibility of that something like that happening to you when you do take the leap. So... Those are the three things that I could narrow it down to. And I'm sure I could go on and on about it. But those are the three that I wish, you know, I would have incorporated sooner than later. And then that brings me to an exit strategy, right? Because we all need one. When we are making the decision to take the leap into entrepreneurship, you have to have a strategy. Like, it's not something that you just Boop, wake up in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to be a full-time entrepreneur. Ta-da. <laughs> no. And if you're fortunate where you can't do it like that, kudos to you and shout out to you and let me know how it goes because I would love to hear your story. But for the majority of us who are full-time entrepreneurs or have made the decision to embark on the entrepreneurship journey, it requires strategy. Strategy from your personal life, as well as in your business life, because whether people want to admit it or not, they're very much intertwined. What happens in your business life can impact your, your personal life and vice versa when you're just getting started, especially if you are one of the 70% of people that are using personal income to fund your business. That means your personal life and your business life are definitely intertwined. So because of that, when it comes to an exit strategy, your finances is the key item that you want to really dive into. Because money stress is not, you don't want it. It's, the, it's one of the worst, one of the worst. So when it comes to an exit strategy, I'm going to ask you guys, like, do you have one? And if you don't, please get one, get one and start working at it. So the first thing that I'll say when it comes to your exit strategy, I talk about the freedom number and I do a lot of this with my, with my clients, but you want to get very, very clear on what your freedom number is. And what your freedom number is is basically at a minimum, and I mean bare minimum, how much do you need to live your life? So that means your rent, your mortgage, your gas, your, you know, food, water, lights, internet if you're a business owner that's online, you know, at a minimum, how much money do you need every month or for the year in order to live Like, at least have your basic needs covered. And I say basic needs because, like I said in the beginning, like my biz bestie told me, new levels require sacrifice. So that might mean, and I say might because everybody's situation is different, but that may mean that you have to give up, you know, that title, you know, membership. And I'll tell y'all, that was one thing I couldn't part with. (laughs) So... (laughs) You know, but there's some things that you may have to give up. So if that means, hey, girl, you're not going to be able to go to the hair salon every, you know, every other week. Sorry, you you might have to. You might have to just find a good, you know, long term hairstyle that'll last you or find somebody a little less expensive. There's just you're going to have to make some kind of sacrifice in the beginning. And I say that in the beginning because it can change. Right. But you want to find your freedom number, right? So that means sit down with your budget. And if you don't have a budget, please get one. Um, and figure out what that is from your personal life and your business life. Personal and business life. Because your business requires money in order for it to operate for most of us. Even if that's just your website, domain and hosting and all that but you need you have a bare minimum number and that's your freedom number and once you get your freedom number there's three things you want to do and i'll take it easy because you want to write this down once you get your freedom number there's three things you want to do the first thing you want to do is reduce as much of your debt and unnecessary expenses as much as possible. So when you get your freedom number, look at it again, because what I've seen, especially with clients, they'll get their freedom number and the freedom number still has a budget for new clothes, new shoes, eating out, and I'm not saying that you got to completely remove all of this from your life, but you don't have to go out and eat every week, sis. Like come on. You you could go out to eat one, maybe once. It doesn't you don't have to have a full filet mignon every week. Like there has to be some kind of sacrifice, right? So re- look at your free your freedom number again and adjust adjust it one more time and start seeing you know is there debt on there that you can knock out before you take the leap or that you know you need to take care of so do you have extra credit cards that you were like okay i need to knock that out before i take this jump because i don't want that or uh, you know what can you do with sally may and we know sally may and naviet will find us but you definitely want to reduce as much of your debt and unnecessary expenses as much as possible so that's the first thing. The second thing you want to do is save as much as you can, right? So once you get your freedom number, start adding extra to your savings specifically from the money that you're, you know, reducing co- cost on and, the, you know, those extra meals that you couldn't, you could So you're not going to Chick-fil-A as much as possible. You're reducing your Chick-fil-A visits so that you can save some more money. Right. And put this money aside. And this is separate from like your emergency fund. Let this be kind of like your business emergency fund. Put it away. Don't touch it and just put it aside. Right. Um, and it, it does come in handy. And then, thirdly, the last thing I would suggest once you get your freedom number is strive to make that your minimum revenue goal in your business. And I mean minimum. So, if hypothetically speaking, your freedom number is $2,000, you need to bring in at least two thousand dollars in revenue which means that's money you pocket that doesn't include your operational cost for your business right so you want to make that your minimum so if your freedom number is two thousand again you need to bring in a minimum of two thousand per month in your business right and use that to start saving so That's kind of the beginning of your exit strategy, but that's definitely where you want to start. You want to get crystal clear on your numbers, your life numbers, your personal life numbers, because after that, then you can start kind of touching on your business numbers and all that cute jazz, right? But first things first, and I say this all the time, if your personal life is upside down, it's hard to be a good entrepreneur. So. That's why I say focus on this thing and get it cleaned up. Get it in a place where it's comfortable. It won't be perfect. And I'll tell you, just like my bestie told me, it's not going to be comfortable when you take the jump. But you can do things to prepare for it and put yourself in a better situation so that when you do take the jump and hopefully, you know, you don't go through unnecessary hardship. But if you do, you're prepared you have that rainy day stash to keep you and hold you right and if that means you take the jump and maybe a few months later you have to go back because you're like up oh, I didn't I need more money then and you go back to your 9 to 5 then so be it so be it but do what you can to prepare for it and don't feel bad for doing things in in order and in a process and having a real strategy about it because it will save you so much time and energy, guys. So that wraps up today's episode. I hope that this is helpful for you guys. I know taking the jump is hard and there are a lot of questions that can come up. So please know I am an email away Or you can DM me. So if you want to email me with any questions, um, you can email me at info at agnespagan.com. Or you can DM me on Instagram at agnespagan. Right? So as always, it's always a pleasure to check in with you guys and share some of my uh, experiences with you guys. So until next week, we'll actually have our guest speakers back. Have a good week, guys.